Okay. <laughs> Good to see everyone, Shkaya, for coming uh, to learn this morning. I wanted to discuss, as we're preparing for Pesach Mishra tomorrow night, I wanted to discuss a very practical issue, and that is how much uh, matzah, specifically, is a person obligated to eat on the Leila Seder. As we know, we have a mitzvah achilas matzah, achila is typically kezayis, but we'll uh, try and explore and figure out how did these uh, shiurim balloon uh, to become uh, what uh, many perceive them to be today. So the Gemara tells us over here, Amsach Madaf Kuf Tes Vavim Abeis, the first uh, source over here, Amar Shmuel Lechem Oini, Lechem Shoyen Lov Dvarim Harbe. That the uh, matzah is supposed to be uh, the bread of uh, conversation. It's supposed to inspire the Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim. That's why the matzahs are left uncovered during the Magid. But then the Gemara goes on and quotes another uh, drasha, Lechem Oini, it's spelled Oni uh, though, Lechem Oni, Ma Oni Beprusa Afkam Beprusa. Just like an Oni uses a half a matzah or uh, a slice as opposed to an entire loaf, so too uh, we on the Lela Seder are supposed to use only uh, a half a loaf. And that's why the practice, as it's recorded in Shulchan Aruch, is to break uh, the middle matzah before uh, Magid, Yachatz, in order that to fulfill both of these um, mandates of the Gemara, both of these uh, statements, that it should be Lechem Shoinim Varm Harbe, the matzah should be uh, the bread that inspires Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and also that it should be, uh, with a prusa, it should be a half a matzah. So we have the half matzah uncovered during the Magid, and that uh, is in fulfillment of these two statements of the Gemara. For that reason, parenthetically, uh, I think that uh, you're supposed to have, we're going to discuss, you're supposed to eat from the matzahs that are left uncovered during Magid. So the problem is, if you have many people at your Seder, no one's going to, you know, maybe, well, hopefully, that will cover you, you know, the Bala Seder. Your shiurim will be able to fit into that half a matzah. But uh, it's certainly not going to cover if you have 10 or 15 people there. Uh, so anybody who has their own children, I'm, you know, even if you don't do this the whole year, you should give them their own set of matzahs, let them figure that out. You'll say, well, and if not, uh, you know, let them have their own three setters. My seder, our mark would have more matzahs there. Otherwise, how is everybody going to have the matzahs uh, that are lechem shayinu of dvarim harbi, that were there for magi? You'll say, well, we'll take from the box over here. The problem is the box over there wasn't left uncovered on the table. Uh, during Magid. It wasn't the bread that inspired the conversation. So I, I think you should probably have whatever matzah you're going to use for your mitzvah matzah should be on the table uh, and revealed while you're reciting Magid to fulfill these two statements uh, of the Gemara. You'll say, well, what did they do uh, in the olden days? You know, how did they figure this out? So I think in the previous, in previous generation, the matzahs were much thicker. So you had many more kezesim in what we're discussing. These matzahs, our matzahs are very thin. So you have very few kezesim inside of the matzahs. But their matzahs were probably thicker, and that's how they got away with it. So one year, one of my children said to me, but how can you have more than three matzahs? But it's supposed to be kayin levi Israel. How can you have, I have it my, like, four, five, six? So I said, well, we love all Jews. Not only Kahanim, not only Vim, not only Israel, Marvin, obviously Israel, you can have more matzahs. There's no problem. Why can't you take a piece yeah. from the middle and then take another matzah? You're supposed to have, you take off a little bit, you give a shirai from each little thing, and then yeah, you take yeah, from a yeah, Okay, so you, maybe you have to, though, have a kezayis from the matzah that was uh, on the table. That's, that's, we'll, we'll see. Anyway, so the, uh, that's why we break the middle matzah prior to Magan in order to, to fulfill these two statements. But then Tysus raises the issue, if you're going to break the middle matzah uh, before Magid, or even before Moitzi Matzah, you're going to break the middle matzah, it's going to turn out that you're not going to have Lechem Mishnah. 
So Tosis uh, writes over here, it sounds like the Birch Samoitzi, you're making on this prusa, on this broken matzah, but the Gemara says in Masech Brochus and elsewhere, as we know, Masech Shabbos, that on the Shabbos we're supposed to have Lechem Mishnah Zechel that uh, fell uh, two portions on Friday and didn't fall on Shabbos. So maybe you'll say, well, the, maybe the Mon fell on Yom Tif. So Tosis in Masech Dav Gimel has a Machlekes in Midrashim. Did the Mon fall on Yom Tif or not? And the difference will be that you have to have Lechem Mishnah on Yom Tif. So Machlekes in Midrashim. So Tysus uh, concludes, and that's the way we paskin, is that the man did not fall on Yom Tif. How can we paskin a historical issue which is debated by the Midrashim, but that's leave that for another time. But we paskin that the man did not fall on Yom Tif. And therefore, we are uh, makbut to have lechem, as we all know, makbut to have lechem mishnah and Yom Tif as well. So Tysus asks, the our pr- did not fall on Yom Tif? We paskin it did not fall. So then why do we have the lechem mishnah on Yom Tif? Because it fell twice, Erev Yom Tif. Oh, you understand? If it fell on Yom Tif, then there's no double. Okay, so therefore we have a Lechem Mishnah on Yom Tif as well. So Taisus asked, well then what are we going to do over here with this Prusa? This Prusa, we're not going to be able to have Lechem Mishnah. And uh, in order to have Lechem Mishnah, Taisus assumes you have to have Shlemus. So Taisus writes, therefore you have to have a third Matzah there. Two for the Lechem Mishnah, and one that will be broken to fulfill Ma'ani Prusa of Kam Prusa. So Ritaisis writes to Charach Sham on the three lines from the bottom, Matza Shlishis Mishum Lechem Mishnah, Vachayav Livtsay Al Shteki Karas Bain Bishabas Bain Biyamtif. You have to make Lechem Mishnah, both Shabbos and Yamtif, so you have to have two Shlemis and one Prusa. Vachayin Hayanoik Harab Menachem Miyuni Vaharab Yamtif, Shaymavarachin Hakog Al Haprusa. They made Hamaitzi Lechem in Haaretz and Alachilas Matza on the Prusa. They made both on the Prusa. Because Taisa says it sounds like you're supposed to make alachilas uh, matzah on the prusa, and it sounds like from the Gemara that on Yom Tif you're supposed to make the hamay on the first night Pesach. You're supposed to make hamaytzi on the prusa. So he made everything on the prusa, both hamaytzi and both achilas matzah. This is our practice. He made the berachas hamaytzi on the shlema. Vahadar achilas matzah ala prusa. First, they made Lechem Mishnah holding all three, and this is the way it's quoted in the Mishnah Bura, and then you hold the Shlema on the Prusa, you make Alachilas Matzah. The Alachilas Matzah is on the Prusa. Why don't we just hold the Prusa? Because it doesn't look nice. We always like to make a brach on the Shlema. So we hide it underneath the Shlema. But we have a Shlema, the whole Matzah on top, the Prusa underneath for Alachilas Matzah. But before that, for Hamaitzi Lechem we have the two Shlemas, because we uh, feel that the brach of Hamaitzi is made on the two Shlemas. Only the Alachilas Matzah is made on the Prusa. That's the way it's quoted over here in uh, the second opinion in, uh, in Tysus. So according to Tysus, you have three matzahs. You have the Lechem Mishnah, and you would have, um, and you would have uh, the Prusa for Al-Achilas Matzah. The problem is the Rambam, uh, over here, Perekhez of Hilchus Chamitzu Matzah, uh, disagrees. And the Rambam's opinion is there are only two matzahs. <coughs> and he asked this question, what happened to the Lechem Mishnah? So in the last line over here, Mepnei ma'enu mavarech al shteki karas kishar yomim toivim. Why don't we make uh, uh, the Lechem Mishnah like we have in every other Yom Tif, two Shlemas? So he says, because the Pasuk says over here, Lechem Oini, just like a poor man has a half a loaf, so too on, uh, on Pesach we make it on half a loaf. Yeah, but we don't, what happened to the obligation of Lechem Mishnah? So the Rosh already asked on the Rambam. He says, The Mishnah Pesach, second line, the whole year we're marked to make Lechem Mishnah on, on uh, two Shlemim. So how come over here on Pesach we're making it on, uh, on a half a loaf? So therefore the rush is of the opinion like Tysus as well that we need two Shlemim 
Aside from the prusa, aside from the from the, the matzah, we're going to split the middle matzah. So the rush held, you need three matzahs. The Ramam's opinion was it's enough with two, and you're, you're going to break the, the second one, so you'll end up having just a one and a half. The question is, what happened to Lecha Mishnah, according to the Ramam? Yeah? I once thought the Ramam sheet was that that is Lecha Mishnah oh. on Pesach. Oh. So you're, you're, you're going you're, you're to be correct. The question is why? You're right. You're right. The question is why. Obviously, that's the case, right? Obviously, that's the case. We know you need Lechem Mishnah, and here we only have one and a half. Oh, okay, we'll get to your point. Yeah. Fantastic. Tosfos on the Midrash. Isn't it only Tosfos who says that there was Lechem Mishnah and that there was not... Yeah, but with Ramah Mosul Paskins, he asks, what happened to Lechem Mishnah? We're mocked with having on Yom Tif. Yeah, that's the Rambam. The Rambam writes... Look at the last line of Ois Beis. Ah, so he understood it was Lechem Mishnah and Yantif. Yeah. We pass in the Lechem Mishnah. The last phrase is question. Mishnah. Pesach, Lechem Mishnah, Mishnah, Koyam Tov. The fifth question. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's many more than five questions on Pesach. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's two possibilities in understanding this uh, position of the Rambam. The first is. Uh, which is uh, argued by uh, perhaps the Nitziv, writes in the Meshav Dover, that his practice of his father-in-law was, when you came to you know, the in-laws, he came to the father-in-law's house, anybody who came late to the meal, so he didn't save for them two whole uh, chalas for Lechem Mishnah. Obviously, you see, by the way, over here, he didn't wait for his son-in-law to come. You know, he, uh, he started without the son-in-law, they ate him if he came too late. So he says, his father-in-law, by the way, was Rabbi Yitzchak Velazhin, was the son of Rabbi Chaim Velazhin. That's how the Nitziv ended up becoming the Rashiv Velazhin. So the Nitziv, uh, his father-in-law wasn't just his father-in-law. His father-in-law was a chashver rosh yeshiva v'lozhin. So the Nitziv says his father-in-law's practice was if you came late to the meal, he gave you two slices of bread, and that he held with the two slices of bread. So the Nitziv says it's how his position of his father-in-law was even a prusa could also be a sholem with regards to the halacha of lechem mishnah. Where does this come from? Is there any source for this notion? So there might be a source for it. Rabbi Yosef Engel brings uh, this possibility in his uh, comments on the Gemara Masechtas Brachis on the Avgimel Medbeis called the Goyane Ashas. So uh, Rabbi Yosef Engel uh, notes this Gemara where the Gemara tells us, as a Machlech, at the beginning of Masechtas Brachis, how many parts are there to the night? Are there four parts to the night or three parts to the night? Four Mishmaras with regret. Different with regards to Malachim who take shifts throughout the night. So, how many shifts are there in the night? Four or three? Sigmar quotes Machlekes uh, about this, and then the Gemara tries to bring a proof that there are four. How, why? How do you see that there are four? Because there's a steer between two psukim and Sefer Tehillim. The Pasuk says over here on the second line, Kasav Echad Oimer, Chatzais Laila Ekam, Lahoides Lachamish Betetzid Kecha. David Amelch says he gets up in the middle of the night uh, to praise the Kaddish Barakul. When did he get up? In the middle of the night. Chatzois halayva. An early source for tikkun chatzois. Because of echad oimer kidmu enai ashmurois. That I got up early. How early did he get up? Two ashmurois. Two watches early. So what does that mean? If he got up at twelve o'clock, and that was two ashmurois early. How many ashmurois are there to the night? High mathematics. There must be. Four. There's four. He got up too early. Too early is chatzais halayla. That means on the other side of chatzais is another two. That's four. So you see that there's four ashmurois to the night. So the Gemara says not necessarily. Not necessarily in the last line. Maybe there's only three, but he got up one and a half mishmaros early, and that's called mishmaros. That's called. It's a, the same is comparable to two Mishmarois. So you see, one and a half could also be called two. 
So Yosef Engel suggests, you see from your source, that one and a half uh, Shalom and a Prusa could also be called Lecha Mishnah from the fact that it's Mishmaru Palga, Nami Mishmaru Skarluhu. Then he rejects it and he says, no, it just means it's more than one. It means it's plural. doesn't mean that it's two Shlemus. Okay, so maybe the take it or leave it with the Raya. But that was the opinion of the Nitziv. The Nitziv's opinion was that if you... Because he argues, look, when you come with a challah roll, right? So after times, the challah rolls have... Uh, a seam. How do they bake these challah rolls? They don't bake them. If you're not getting a Heimish, a crown roll, which they bake in a separate tin, you're getting the challah rolls that they bake on these big, large baking sheets, so they all stick together. If you've ever been to the bakery, you buy challah rolls, they have to rip them apart in order to give you your two challah rolls, whatever you're buying. So the Nitzvah says, oh, look, they're all stuck together. So already it's not a shalem. You bought it already, it's broken. So the Nitzvah says, it must be, however you come, as we were discussing yesterday, it must be, however it looks, when you come to the table, when I come, you know, and they give it to me, that's the way it looks, then it's called a shalem. If you're going to take off a piece after you came to the table, now it's a prusa. But whatever happened before you got there, it doesn't matter. So therefore the Nitzvah says, if you come to the table and it's already slices of bread, that's called a shalem. And uh, therefore, uh, that would be good enough for Lecha Mishnah. So over here as well, it could be when it comes to the Lecha Seder, so uh, it could be the whole year long, not necessarily unique to Pesach, the whole year long, one and a half months, it could also be called Lecha Mishnah. It doesn't you necessarily have to be Shlemus. Huh? You broke it. Are you saying, but over here, you broke it. Yeah. It, uh, so maybe this won't work for the Lecha Seder. Even if this works the whole year long, it won't work for the Lecha Seder. Yeah. That's why Yaakov is done early, so when you find it later... Ah, so when you find it, that's why it's covered over. Right? Ah, but the Ramam didn't do it later. The Ramam did it on the, right before. Correct. Two and a half. Yes. And then you drop the third. Indeed. So the, the, the prusa is used only for the Allah and the matzah, which is where you. But the Ramam only had two matzahs. He didn't have three. And the grah. So what do we, the Gra held like the Rambam, many, right. many do like that. So the question is, where is the Alech Mishnah? We're concerned with them, too. Even though you have three, we're not worried about you. We're worried about them. What are we going to do for the Rambam? The other possibility, though, within the, within the Rambam, uh, perhaps we can understand why it's enough with two, what happened to Alech Mishnah, is that perhaps uh, the opinion of the Rambam is that when it comes, which uh, many already suggested, perhaps the opinion of the Rambam is that when it comes uh, to the Lela Seder, this is implied by the language of the Rambam, uh, even though typically you require Lecha Mishnah for every Suda Shabbos, every Suda Siamtif, the, the Lela Seder is different because it's defined by Lecha Ma'ini. The Rambam feels the concept of Ma'ani Prusa of Kam Prusa is not, uh, is not uh, a separate notion from the obligation to have a Suda Siamtif, but that itself redefines the Suda of the Lel HaSeder as a different type of Suda. And here at the Lel HaSeder, uh, it's enough to have Ma'ani Berpusa, Kama Prusa, it's enough to have a half a loaf. Even though, generally speaking, that wouldn't be called Lecha Mishnah. You came to the table with a whole matzah. Now it's a half. That wouldn't generally be called Lecha Mishnah, perhaps even according to the Nitziv, because when you came to the table, it was a whole matzah. However, it could be that the obligation, uh, the statement of the Gemara, Ma'ani Berpusa, Kama Prusa, Lecha Mo'ini, redefines the Suda of, uh, of the Lela Seder, and now it's enough with one and a half. And it could be that the opinion of Tysus and the Rosh is that the, the obligation of Lechem Oini, Ma'ani Berpusa of Kam Prusa, is a separate notion. There's the obligation of Sudas Yamtiv, and that continues to exist on the Lela Seder like every other Shabbos in Yamtiv. And then there's a separate obligation of Ma'ani Berpusa of Kam Prusa. It's a separate, uh, separate idea. And since the two uh, don't uh, define one another, they're separate notions, separate uh, themes, 
there's the Sunas Yamtif, like every other Yamtif, and then there's the obligation of Matzimani, Vipusa, Kamapusa. That's why Tysus feels you really need uh, two separate, uh, two separate. You need the Lecha Mishnah independently, and then you have the third matzah, is Ma'ani Bapusa of Kamapusa. This might uh, really have its roots, you know, see this expressed, uh, you know, further within the position of the Rambam, that the Rambam felt uh, not like our practice, that we do uh, Yachatz before Magid, the Rambam understood you do Yachatz right before uh, Moitzi Matzah. If you look back at Ois Beis, the Rambam uh, mentions, Meniach Pusel Shalem, I'm sorry, right before the underlined section, the Rambam writes, This is all the way at the end of Magid. Then you wash and you break the, the second matzah. So the Rambam felt you break it right before Moitzi Matzah. As we know, our practice, most of us use three matzahs, our practice is we break the matzah before Magid. The Rambam broke it right before Moitzi Matzah. Why the difference? So perhaps uh, the, the Raman broke it right before Moitzi Matzah because the Raman understood the idea of Lechem Oini is not uh, as part of Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim, that uh, in order to inspire the conversation, uh, the Matzah not only has to be on the table during Mag, but has to be broken. The Raman understood those two ideas are separate. One, Lechem Oini, it should be on the table during uh, Magid to inspire conversation, but the idea of uh, being Lechem Oini of Ani, Ma'ani Bepusa, of Kamapusa, a separate issue. The two do not uh, relate to one another. Those two statements of the Gemara are not one and the same. They're two separate ideas. One is that the Matzah inspires Sipri Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, but the idea of Ma'ani Bepusa, of Kamapusa, is a halacha in Matzah. And therefore, when do you break the middle Matzah? When do you break the second Matzah for the Ramam? Right before Ma'itzi Matzah. But if that's the case, the reason why you do that perhaps just emphasizes the notion or the idea that for the Rambam, this is a halacha in matzah. So therefore, it redefines the obligation of lechem mishnah. Look at the seder, you don't need two. It's enough with one and a half. Ma'ani bepusaf kamerpusa. Our practice of breaking the matzah before magid is because we understand, and most of us have three matzahs, we understand ma'ani bepusaf kamerpusa is also a lechem sipur yitzias mitzrayim. Just like the lechem is oini, is lechem sh'oinu of dvarim harbe, it's the bread that inspires the conversation, and therefore it has to be open during magid. We understand ma'ani bepusaf kamerpusa doesn't redefine uh, the Lecha Mishnah, the Sudas Yamtif, like every other Yamtif, that continues to exist like every Yamtif, and therefore you need two Shlemas. We break, uh, we have a third Matzah, just for this idea, Ma'ani Bapusa, of Kamapusa, because we understand this concept is related more to Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and that's why we break it uh, before Magid. The doesn't say what you do is broken matzah. Huh? The bro- other half, he doesn't say hide it. He doesn't yeah. mention that. So maybe he had both broken That's only bro- brought later. Maybe he had both broken halves there, so you do. So you had to, the two matzahs, they just weren't told. It's not a shalom. It's not a shalom either way. Okay, I understand it's not a shalom. But, but the Rambam felt it's halach and matzah, because it redefines the suda of Yamtiv. says one and a half. Okay. We understand halach and CPU is Mitzrayim, so therefore we needed a third matzah to fulfill that notion, and the Lech and Mishnah have to, have to but, but be the same as every Yamtiv. But maybe, as far as the Din Sholem, is not, that the Din Lech and Mishnah and Din Sholem are two separate Dinim. He needs Lech and Mishnah, and the heat in Lech and Mishnah, he trying to be a shalom. But in that case, you don't... He's saying he you broke it and left it there. You need two pieces... No, I'm saying you need two pieces of bread or challah. Then there's a heathen then that, that the, you should have a whole one. But if you don't have a whole one, it's also... You, you yeah, but the one. idea of prusa means a slice, not two halves of a whole. The ani doesn't have a whole loaf, just no, slice. Like yeah, but the Rambam, if, he's trying, if you're trying to model yourself after an ani, the ani doesn't have a whole loaf, just, just sliced. The ani only has half a loaf. 
So over here, prusa probably doesn't mean a whole loaf sliced. It probably no, means I, half a loaf. I, I understand, but I'm saying, if you mean on Shabbos, maybe. Like, you need two pieces, you have to make it two. But if it, Shalim is a heater in the bread, you should have Of course. But, but without that, you still have two, two pieces. That's what the Nitziv says. So, but we know there's Allah of those Shalims. And Nitziv says, if you long, you come to the table, that's the way it is, that's called the Shalim. But, but yeah, yeah. Wants to say, yeah. for care, that if you're missing a little piece, you're not Shalim. Yeah. You can't put it together. Anyway, so but our practice is, Rabbi says, we know to have three matzahs, and perhaps that reflects the idea uh, for the position of Tysus, not like the Rambam. Is to have uh, we need our lecha mishnah for like every sudas yamtiv. You have to have two shleimus, and we have the prusa in order to fulfill ma'ani prusa of kama prusa to fulfill the mitzvah of uh, of sipur yitzias mitzrayim to aid and also fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. Perhaps this is why uh, we can understand uh, perhaps again some insight into a statement of the shulchan aruch, which seems odd. Shulchan aruch writes over here oisei that uh, after you wash and tilos yadayim. You take your matzah, so you're going to make your bracha in your matzah. In the second line, in the middle, You eat from both the top matzah and the middle matzah. The bottom matzah, we're going to say for kerich, but from the top matzah and a kezayis from the middle matzah. Where did this come from to eat two kezayisim? We, we all of a sudden had, uh, we started with one kezayis. It's one kezayis. Where did we get two kezayisim? So Bialacha says, well, we have to do this, uh, we have to do it this way, because there's a machleik as we shine him which matzah are you making the brach of ha'achilas matzah on? Are you making it on the prusa? That's our practice. But then Tysus quoted another opinion, the Rabbi Menachem Miyuni, Rabbi Yontif, that they made ha'achilas matzah on the shlema. And Hamaytzi Lachem in Aretz on the Prusa, so he writes Hatam Mishum Deika Pluk that this person the Sovereign Shivar Hamaytzi Al Hashleim of Achilas Matzah on the Prusa. That's our practice. V'is the Savi, the first opinion in Tosis Lehepoch that you make it's counterintuitive, but you make Al Achilas Matzah on the Shleima and Hamaytzi Lachem in Aretz on the Prusa. So since there's a Machlekes we shine him which Matzah he's supposed to make Al Achilas Matzah on the Prusa or the Shleima, we need a Kezayis from both. From both. We're not sure if our Achilles Matzah is from the Shlema, that was the first opinion in Tysus, or Achilles Matzah is on the Prusa, or from the second Matzah, since we're not sure which one, you need a Kezayis from both. But the Bir Allah throws up his hands, and he says, from Something new just appeared over here in the Shulchan Aruch. We never heard of this. Do you need two kezayim? Where did this come from? But perhaps if we're uh, our pshat and the rush is uh, is correct, our pshat and Tysus is correct. The reason why you need three matzahs is because there's two separate things going on. According to the Rambam, it's enough with one and a half matzahs because lechem oini uh, comes to redefine the suda of yamtiv. And normally you need two lechem mishnas here. It's enough with one and a half. But this halacha of ma'ani of kamarpusa redefines halacha in matzah. So you break it right before matzah redefines the suddas yom. Now it's enough with one and a half. But according to the Tysus, the reason why you need three matzahs is because there's two separate things going on. You have your suddas yom. That's lecha mishnah. You have your mitzvah matzah. That's a prusa. 
So if that's the case, there's two separate things going on, so you need two kizaisim, one to fulfill the Sudas Yamtif of Lecha Mishnah. Every Suda on Shabbos and Yamtif, you have to have a kizais of bread. You're not supposed to have just a little drop. You're supposed to have a kizais of bread to fulfill Sudas Yamtif. And then there's an obligation of Achilles Matzah of having the mitzvah of Matzah, so for that you need a separate kizais. So you have to have a kizais from the upper Matzah, a kizais from the middle Matzah to fulfill Sudas Yamtif. That's the Rabbanon, like every other Suda Shabbos and Yamtif, to eat a kizais. And then you have the mitzvah deiraisa of having the kezayis of matzah. That's supposed to be from the middle matzah. What? There's two separate things going on. One fulfills the obligation with lechem Right. Because there are two separate things. You have two separate line items over here. Now you're saying like the Rambam that I should have one and a half matzahs, but since the Rosh and Taisus insist that you have three matzahs because you need two for the lechem Mishnah and one for achilas matzah, and the two do not define one another. According to the Rambam, Matzah defines the Sudas Yamtiv. So it's enough with one and a half. Tyson insists that there's two things going on, two themes. So you have two for the Lechem uh, Mishnah, one for the Mitzvah Matzah. If that's the case, maybe you need two Kizasim. Are there two Mitzvahs? Yes. Sudas Yamtiv, Mitzvah Matzah. There's one Kizasim, two Mitzvahs. Then you should say like the Rambam. You're arguing like the Rambam. The one defines the other. No, but you still need three Matzahs. Correct. Correct, you but then if you're gonna, if we could take matzahs. that a little further, right. we can understand now that there's two line items. I need a kazais for this one. I need a kazais yeah, for that that's, one. That's so the stretch. Why do we why do we make the two brushes together right. and then eat the? Isn't it a, a, isn't it a hefsik? So that's why the Shulchan Aruch says to eat both kazaisim at once. You can't eat mochi matzah first because because then it's a hefsik for achilas matzah. You can't eat kazais. That's why he says you're supposed to take from them and start chewing the two together. So what do you say? Make one the Shulchan Aruch Mishnah Brewer raised your point. That's what Shulchan Aruch says. If that's the case, we make one bracha eat, one bracha eat. No, so we make both. We're not sure if Achilles Matz is on the Prusa or Achilles Matz is on the Shlema. So we're stuck making the bracha together. Which one is assigned to which one? But either way, you need two kazazas for the two separate themes. As I say, the Shulchan Aruch, you have no kavana then. You could if they were one notion, if the two blended in to become one. If the two blended in to become one. What's a lot? If the two are separate, ain't no mitzvahs, chavilas, chavilas. You can't be yoytzim many, many mitzvahs with one item. You can't say, oh, I'll, I'll t- check this box, check this box, check this box with one case. We don't do that typically. That's ain't no mitzvahs, chavilas, chavilas. So over here, you have two line items. So according to the Rambam, redefined Sudas Yamtiv. Oh, one and a half. Great. The two are one. But according to us, we have three matzahs because we're so concerned with this and so concerned with that. So it sounds like they're two separate things. So you can't, you can't fulfill with one because Anyway, one will be Deiraisa, one will be Deirabana. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see that that's going to make a big difference. The Gemara comments over here, Mesech Lispsachim, over here, Aizvav, that the mitzvah of matzah nowadays is a mitzvah mid Deiraisa. Amarava, matzah bizman azed Deiraisa, Mara is only Deirabana. Why is there a difference? They're both stated in the Pazak, Al Matzah Sumroim Yechluhu. So the Gemara explains because the Pazak goes back and addresses Matzah in a different context. Outside of the context of the Karban Pesach, that is supposed to be eaten with the Matzah, send the Meroirim, because the Pazak says, But Erev Teichlu Matzah. At night, you're supposed to eat matzahs. So since the puzzle go back and addresses it again, it continues to be a mitzvah midiraisa, even in the absence of the Karban Pesach. But Moror nowadays is only Midirabanan. How much more do you have to eat, considering the fact that it's only midrabanan? So the rush writes over there, Zion, Mishum de Mevarech Alachilas Moror, since you're making a bracha of Alachilas Moror, Tsarach Shayokal Kazayas. 
When you say, oh, so an achila is a kezais, you're saying, I'm going to eat maror, and eating is a kezais, therefore you have to eat a kezais and maror. So the Shagas Arya, yes, famous Shagas Arya, yes, on this rush, that's the only reason you have to have a kezais. The Apostolic says, you should have the matzah, and the Mara, together with the carbon Pesach. So even though nowadays we don't have a carbon Pesach, we continue to do it, you know, to what existed in the time when the carbon Pesach were, was being practiced, they were able to do it. So didn't they have to have a Kezai's when there was a carbon Pesach? So nowadays, uh, even though we're only continuing to do Midr you should have to have a Kezai's by virtue of the fact that there's a Mitzvah Midr to have Mara. Why does the Rush say it's what, you can't contradict yourself. You're saying it's because Achilas Moror, so you have to fulfill that which you said, that you're going to have an Achil, you're going to have a Kezayis. You should have to do it independently. That's the mitzvah of Moror, is to eat a Kezayis. So the Briskarov explains that it's because this obligation, or Matzah Tzumrem Yechlu, doesn't necessarily require us to have a Kezayis. That was just an obligation uh, that the Matzah and the Moror accompany the carbon Pesach. The reason why you have to have a Kezayis from the Matzah is because Matzah is an independent mitzvah. If you look at the Rambam and the Sefer HaMitzvahs, the Rambam never counts an independent mitzvah for Moror. Even Bizman Shabbat Samikdash Hayakim, there was no independent mitzvah for Moror. But Bizman Shabbat Samikdash Hayakim, the Rambam does count an independent mitzvah for Matzah. So the Rambam asks, what's the difference? The Pasuk puts the two together in the same boat. A Matzah Sumerim Yachluhu. You should eat the current Pesach with Matzah and Moror. Why does he count Matzah as an independent mitzvah? He doesn't count Moror. I count carbon Pesach, Matzah, and Mara together. I don't count each one separately. Carbon Pesach, Matzah, and Mara. He says, even though later on, he says, a mitzvah kuf nun ches, I will count Matzah as a separate mitzvah. So Ramam explains, because Matzah, the Pesach goes back and addresses it again. It's an independent concept. But Erev, Teichlu Matzahs. But Matzah and Mara that accompany the carbon Pesach are not a separate mitzvah. It's just uh, the condiments or, you know, something that's uh, coming as a se- second uh, part ancillary to the carbon Pesach, to enhance the carbon Pesach. But it's not an independent mitzvah. So if it's not an independent mitzvah, even as much as it was just that the two were eaten together with the carbon Pesach to enhance the carbon Pesach. So that's why even as much you didn't need a kezayis of maror. You don't need a kezayis of that which is uh, the ancillary to the main dish, to the carbon Pesach. So even as much as you didn't need a kezayis of maror. So the Rosh is saying, if that's the case, even as much as you need a kezayis of maror, the Ram never counted as a separate mitzvah. How much do we have to eat now? So the Rosh says, even though it's surprising, now you have to have a kezayis. Bismach, based on Mikdash Hayakam, you didn't need a kezayis. But now, Achilas Moror, you need a kezayis, Midrabanan, because you're saying, Al Achilas Moror, you can't contradict that which you just said. You're going to have an Achila of Moror, and Achila is typically a kezayis. So, no, there was never such a bracha before ever. It was correct. It was never a bracha achilas mara. Matzah was always a separate mitzvah and always required independently of kezayis because it's an independent mitzvah. Why, why would you, you eat less of kezayis but not make a bracha and fulfill it to the rabbanon? So. There was no separate mitzvah of mara. Right, the rabbanon says. So why do we have to do it today? We just have to go to bracha. Because nowadays Chazal instituted a mitzvah mid rabbanon zeicher to what took place. Yes, of course. Yes. If you hold like the kezayis Chazal instituted so such a bracha. Like the Peskim who say you could bring a carbon Peskim you would still have Alchizmer. 
No, if you bring it together with current Pesach, then the, the, mit- the, the mitzvah will the probably place. override the, the whole mitzvah in the rabbanon. Is to what took place in the Whether the shiur madari to the rabbanon. Okay, so on the leil seder we have the shiur achilas matzah. Basic mitzvah is one kizayis midari So We said you have two. We suggest that the reason why you have the second kizayis is to fulfill lechem mishnah. Lechem mishnah on a Shabbos or a Yom Tov is not a mitzvah midari so that second Kezayis is only the Rabbanon. The first Kezayis is the Raisa. The Kezayis of Mara, though, is only the Rabbanon. So the real only Kezayis the Raisa is the first Kezayis of Matzah. There's a big difference in terms of how we're going to measure these Kezayisim. You'll say, why? Isn't it Pashat? If you hold the Mitzvah Chilus Matzah Zafi Komen, so you would have a second. One Kezayis of Matzah. The first one or the last one, one Kezayis of Matzah the Raisa. We assume generally it's the first Kezayis. Most assume it's the first Kezai. Second, Afi Kaiman, also the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon. Yeah. Zeich You need a Kezaiis, but it's only the Rabbanon. But no bracha. Of course there's no bracha. You already made the bracha. We're being chayshish, Rashid does Hillel. Only the Rabbanon. Yeah, only the Rabbanon. Which of the first two Kezaiisim are the Raisa? One of them is the Raisa. You're going to eat them all together, but one is the Raisa. It's going to make a difference. How do we measure this uh, sheer kezai? So the Gemara says in Masechtas Brachas, commenting on the pasuk by the Shiva Minim Shneshavu by Eretz Yisrael that it's Eretz Chita Sa'era Gefen Ta'ena Verimain Eretz Zeshemen Udvash, the two uh, grains and the five fruits that Eretz Yisrael is praised for. So the Gemara comments Eretz Shekol Shirei Kezaisim, all of our Shirei Achila are kezaiis. How do they measure a kezaiis? Very easy. You take an olive, you put it in a graduated cylinder, you see how much water it places, and that's the volume. Of, uh, of a kezayis. Why are all of our shiurim in a kezayis? The volume of a kezayis. That's the shir achila. So the go'enim write in the shari tshuva something very intuitive and quite compelling. And that is because the Kashbar who knew that Kaisa was going to be dispersed throughout the gullus, throughout our travels in the gullus, and uh, we weren't going to be able to have one set uh, um, system of measurements as we see even in the world today. We don't have one universal system of measurements. So the Go'enim write, the reason why the Torah gave us these shiurim in a kebetza, in a kezayis, which are all halacha l'mayish misinai, are because wherever Klaiso will be in our travels throughout the Gulf, we'll have access, presumably, to olives, to eggs, and we'll be able to measure these shiurim and, and be able to figure things out. So if that's the case, one should argue, and this, you know, it's quite compelling, that just take your average, the Gemara says in Masechus Brochus, you take the average, there's different sizes of olives, there's different sizes of eggs, not all eggs are jumbo and extra large, there are small and medium eggs, you take your medium size uh, olive, your medium size egg for the Shum Nebuchadnezzar, and take it, put it in a graduated cylinder and see how much water it displaces, and that's enough. Shine. That should have been enough for a Kezayis. And the one could argue that that's the basic mitzvah. The problem is that the Rishonim mentioned over here in Shulchan Aruch and Ois Yud uh, give the shear of kezayis not in terms of olives but in terms of eggs. The Rishonim had a tradition not to measure kezayis in terms of the olives but in terms of eggs. So the Shulchan Aruch says shear kezayis yesh oimrim dahavi kechatsi beitza. That was Taisus Shita. That an olive uh, shear of kezayis is half of an egg. The das of the Rambam is the Mishnah Brewer brings it the kezayis who kishlish beitza. A third of an egg, a smaller shear. The reason why the Shulchan Aruch brings the bigger shear is because we try to be that we should use the bigger shear. The Mishnah Brewer says if uh, a person has difficulty doing that, he could be you know, on the sheet of the Rambam is a third of an egg. But the Rambam, uh, we are with the opinion of Taisis that it should be half an egg. So already, 
way, uh, you know, in the 1500s, earlier than the 1700s, which is when this issue really became a hot topic. In the 1500s, the Marshal, who was a contemporary of the Ramah, both learned under the same Rebbe. So the Marshal already was aware, one minute, if you take the olives and you, you measure them and you take half an egg and you measure it, the two don't add up. Uh, the, the olive is way smaller than half an egg. So Marshal writes, even though he was aware, he measured it. They don't add up. It already changed. Our Messiah is we measure it in terms of eggs, not in terms of kezayim. Okay, so we already jumped from a kezayis now. To half an egg, because we don't measure it in terms of Zaysim, even though the Gainim said that's why we got it in the Kazai, so we should be able to travel in the portable Torah. Torah is able to survive in any climate, in any, in any culture, okay, in any land. The Rishonim had a tradition not to measure it in terms of Kazaysim, but to measure it in terms of, uh, of a Kabeza. So we jump to half an egg. Okay, so take half a medium sized egg. We don't even have these in the supermarket, they don't bother selling them. But we have a medium size, we all have extra large and jumbo and this and that. There's medium, you can buy it. Oh, see, yeah. <laughs> Go to Ruby's house, get a medium sized egg. By accident. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, you don't find it, but okay. A medium sized egg, measure that should be your. Uh, your, uh, no, your, no, no. your uh, sheer for Akira's matzah. What did he say? I'm not surprised. Thank you, thank you. The problem is, the problem is that the Gemara Masech Tzachim gives a different sheer. See, there's also, we have a sheer of Ravia. Sheer of Ravia is how much you have to drink uh, from Kiddush, how much you have to drink, uh, according to some, from the Dawood Kaisis. Others hold you have to drink the whole Kais. We drink the whole kais, but uh, at least uh, according to some, you could be yaitzay dal kais. We drink the revias. That's typically the shear uh, from a kais bracha is a revias. So the rishonim had a tradition that a revias is a egg and a half, beitza umechza, an egg and a half. The problem is the gemara masechtas p'sachim gives a different shear for revias. That was the tradition the rishonim had to measure everything in terms of eggs, a beitza and a half. The problem is the gemara says in masechtas p'sachim, how do you measure the shear of a revias? Is two etzboim by two etzboim. That's the, the one etzba is the width of the thumb. So one etzba, second etzba, by one etzba, second etzba, two etzboim, by how, how, that's how, you know, width and length, how tall, what's the height in terms of the volume, by 2.7 etzbos. Etzba umechza and a chaymish etzba. So 2.7 etzbos. Two by two by 2.7. Okay. So that should equal, how much should that equal? If we have a tradition that it's an egg and a half, that should equal the same volume as an egg and a half. The problem is, in the night of Yehuda, in the 1700s now, writes in his Chidushim, that he measured this, it doesn't work out. The etzbos uh, are much bigger than the uh, eggs. The eggs are, uh, the eggs are smaller. It doesn't work out. It's almost double. The fingers, if you measure with the fingers, is double an egg and a half. It's like three eggs. So the Nadi Behuda writes, must be that the eggs got smaller. Are different. Must be that in the times of Yishayim, times of Chazal, they had a tradition, was a beitz and a half, must be that their beitzim were bigger than our beitzim because he measured with the fingers, it comes out to like three beitzim. So it must be that their beitzim 
uh, were bigger than our Beitzim. So therefore, writes the Tzlach, all the Shiurim that are mentioned, the times of the Mishnah, we have to double them because their eggs were bigger than our eggs. So not only did we jump from a kezayis to measure it in terms of eggs, but we jumped from eggs to measure it in terms of uh, the fingers, so therefore we have to, we have to double, the, uh, double the eggs, uh, because the eggs nowadays are smaller than their eggs. So already in the times of the Neid of Yehuda, this was not a, a settled matter. The Chassam Seifer discusses this issue, and he was not happy with the Neid of Yehuda. He says, one minute, if everything is getting smaller, why aren't our fingers, uh, and he's, only the eggs got smaller, and then, well, only the eggs are getting smaller, and then uh, there was a Talmud from the Neid of Yehuda, the Tshuva Me'ava, and the Tshuva Me'ava went over to his Rebbe, the Neid of Yehuda. The Neid of Yehuda was known to be a very big man. So he said, Rebbe, you know, you're, maybe your fingers are just very big. So that's why when you measure with your fingers, you're at Zbohaim, at Zbohaim, you know, with a 2.7 at Zbohaim. That's why it came out bigger than the eggs. But maybe you're just a very big man. So he says, the note of Yehuda laughed. That was his response. He laughed. So he, he clears, what's shot in the laugh? Did he mean to be Moskim? Oh, I didn't think of that. Or was he laughing? It's so funny. That's, you know, Purim Torah. But no, that's not true. So he's not sure what the Rebbe meant by laughing. Either way, the Mishnabura, huh? Right, and also the Chassam Soifer points out one minute. He says to Neid Behuda, "You're the first person to discover this." He says, "All of a sudden, from the time the Shulchan Aruch was printed, which was in the 15, early 1500s, late 1400s, till the 1700s, the Neid Behuda, everything changed. All of a sudden, the eggs got smaller. The Shulchan Aruch wasn't aware of this. The Rishayim weren't aware of this. In those 200 years, everything changed." So the argument of the Neid Behuda is somewhat difficult, especially in light of the Yam Shlomo, who already notes that the uh, olives were different uh, than the olives that are discussed by the Rishonim. So because, and the Bir Alacha himself says he measured. The Bir Alacha, when he's discussing Revia, says, I measured this, not in terms of eggs versus fingers, but we also know that a Kemloi Lugmov, one cheekful, that's like this, one cheekful, Kemloi Lugmov, is a Rav Revius. Which means two cheekfuls should certainly be a Revius. That should be an egg and a half. So he says, uh, the Mishabura says, I did this many times. You can read it over here in the Bialacha. He measured many times with different people. How much is two cheekfuls in terms of our eggs? So he says, if the Neid Behuda would be right, two cheekfuls equals a Revius, which the Rishayim's time was an egg and a half. According to the Neid Behuda, that our eggs are smaller than their eggs, it should equal three eggs. So he says, nowhere, how many, how many times he measured, no matter whose cheeks he was using, did that equal three eggs? So he finds the Neid Behuda's uh, argument. Uh, difficult to suggest, but I think if we would justify it, what we would argue for the night of Yehuda is what he's saying, uh, perhaps, is not that it matters that our eggs got smaller than their eggs, what he's arguing is that perhaps the shear should not be measured in terms of eggs, but in terms of fingers. The Gemara says that the shear of Revius is measured in terms of fingers. So if, just like a Kezayis, the Rishonim measured in eggs, not in terms of Zesim, so too he's arguing we should measure in terms of fingers, not in terms of Beitzim. So no matter what the volume of our eggs is, it doesn't matter. We measure it in terms of our fingers. And since our fingers, the shear, which is the shear that's given by the Gemara, which, to be honest, is compelling also. Then we may not always have eggs. We may not always have olives. That's why Chazal measured the shearim. If we're working with the argument of the Ga'inim, that we have to have a portable tire, we could use it wherever we go. We always, you know, hopefully, hopefully you have your thumbs. So you can use your thumbs to figure out uh, the shearim is a better system even than olives and eggs. So Chazal measured it in terms of fingers, not in terms of olives and eggs. And the Neid Behuda says, if you do it like that, it's much bigger uh, than the Shiurim we might have uh, gotten, which is the olives 
uh, and the eggs. So at least with regards to those in Yonim that are sheer midday rice, the Mishnah Brewer does accept, even though he does uh, question the, the night of Yehuda, he accepts this year, look back at Yehuda, he accepts this year with regards to those uh, mitzvahs that are midday rice. So at least with regards to Achilles Matzah and the Lela Seder, which is really only the obligation midday rice, um, to eat, so then one should uh, double the shear of the kezayis, which uh, comes out, if you double one kezayis, which uh, will be not half an egg, uh, which would have been the basic shear of a kezayis, according to the Rambam, according to the Shulchan Aruch, Tosis, half an egg, we have to double that and make it a whole egg. So a whole egg, in terms of, let's say, our hand, handmade matzahs, is about a, li- a little, depending on how thick your matzah is, makes a big difference. But typically for the medium matzahs, a little less than half of a, a handmade matzah is one kezayis. The second, ah, you have to have two kezayisim. We just said one for Lechemisha, one for Hamaiti, uh, one for Achilles matzah. So Moshe says, yeah, but that's only the Rabbanon. So in this half of matzah, you certainly have two kezayisim in the Rabbanon. Let's say uh, one half, uh, half of an egg, one kezayis, is about a little less than a quarter of a matzah. So within this uh, little less than half of a handmade matzah, <coughs> you have two kezayisim in the Rabbanon. So you have your two kezayisim, one for Lecha Mishnah, one you know, for Achilles matzah, but your one kezayis, which is midiraisa, will double that. And you, so, so with this one half of matzah, you could be yaitzah, your two kezayisim in the Rabbanon, your one kezayis midiraisa. Uh, but with regards to kareh, with regards to kareh, you only need one kezayis, so a little less than a quarter of a matzah. But by afikaimen, you're supposed to have two kezayisim. Again, zeichel lepesach, zeichel lechagiga. But that is only derabanan. So they say two kezayisim midderabanan. You don't have to double the shear like the neidi A little, less, you know, about a third of a matzah. So again, afikaimen about a third of a handmade matzah. For karech, a little less than a quarter of a matzah. For the mitzvah achilas matzah, a little less than a half made uh, half of a matzah. But I will tell you. That, this is the Ramosha and the Chazanish feel when it comes to, and that's the Mishnah Brewer as well, when it comes to those mitzvahs that are there, right? So we should be chayshish for the Noi to be Yehuda. However, there's a beautiful sefer called Oire Simea Pesach by Rabbi Shlomo Warman, who was a great Talmud Chacham who lived in Queens, uh, unknown, uh, who was a Talmud of Blaze of Silver. So he said of Blaze of Silver, he was a Talmud from Ramosha too, but he said he, uh, he heard from Blaze of Silver, and it also says like this in the Aruch HaShulchan, who was a shul rav and many a community rav, which many feel is uh, you know, very instructive in terms of how we should uh, institute community policy. So Aruch HaShulchan says, if you want to be machmah for the native Yehuda, do that on your own, but don't instruct other people to do that. And in fact, the Blaze of Silver says, his tradition, his Messiah, he had smich, I think, from the Arsameach, his Messiah was that we don't instruct people to double the shiurim like the Neid Yehuda. Rather, we could be chayshiz, we could be saimech on either the Goenim or the Rishayinim, half an egg. Perhaps even if a person has difficulty eating matzah on a shear of a kezayis, the volume of an olive. And that's why traditionally, uh, people remember from Shonim Kadmanius, no one was using these big shiurim, they were using much smaller shiurim. Because they, they felt he didn't have to be chayshiz for the Neid Yehuda, even by those uh, things that are uh, de raisa. But uh, traditionally, now in our times, when people are more influenced by the Mishnah Bura and by uh, Ramesha and the Chazanish, they were more uh, of the opinion that you should double the shiurim. But I don't think anyone should make any machaz against people who use small shiurim. There's what to be saying, the Rechashulchan says, many others say, uh, and one could certainly rely on that. Okay. You're supposed to eat, you, eat so them do together. You do that? Do you, do you stuff them both in your face? Of course not. No, you're supposed to <laughs> bite the two together. Bite the, the, the prusa and the shalane, a piece from each. Yeah. And then, but the shear is hitting the kazai, so each one. So. You take a quarter of a matzah from the top, a quarter of a matzah from the middle. 
and then you have a little less, okay. you know, about a half. Yeah. And then you're eating, you have your one kazais, the rice. I take my broken mouse, I take, I take a quarter, half of that. Half of that. A quarter, a quarter of the top. And a quarter of the top and eat them together. Yes. You don't want to mix the rice with the You don't eat lots of... Let, no. Don't eat curry with the rice with the rice with this idea of two kizais, you don't know where it came from. So, right. It's bad enough we're doing it. Yeah. So we don't have to... No, I'm saying to eat it at the same time. The Mark says that we don't eat tomorrow. We don't eat tomorrow. We don't eat tomorrow. We don't eat tomorrow. That's because they have different flavors. Oh, because they have different flavors. This Masi could eat it. Yeah. Right, you made it right before. So they made the broccoli. We couldn't make the broccoli. Right. Yeah. But it's half second. What? He's only making it on the side. You don't want to break things. And if you're doing the mitzvah, right? So the machvah can be broken. They have matzah. I recorded for you. Yeah